Swell Lagerman and Operation Raging Bull. Swella Lagerman popped into the war room to encourage her crack military officers in their efforts. General Dunking Smith threw his commanding officer a smart salute and returned his attention to a large map of the battlefield laid out over the trestle table which had been donated by Lord Witherspoon of Coney Hatch. Operation Raging Bull had begun. On the table, realistic little farm animals donated by a well-known Regent Street toy shop were assembled around the China model of the Cenotaph. The map indicated the planned deployment of the anti-hate troopers in Operation Raging Bull. Across the room, members of the Common Sense Conservatives group were putting the finishing touches to Suella's Christmas card. It read, Spending Christmas in a stable is a lifetime choice. Standing alongside Duncan Smith was her chief comms officer, Miriam Katzwisker. She was handling the flow of information from active service unions around the country. The karate kids are mobilised, she reported, pointing to little black and white cows on the map. They plan to hijack football coaches at motorway service stations before proceedings to the town of Cenotaph. The little brown chickens there are the Saxon ultras who are trained cage fighters. Duncan Smith was prodding his phone with a podgy index finger. Message received from codename Jamjar. He says his crack troops are on their way and are already approaching London. On their way, a puzzled look appeared on his commander-in-chief's noble features. On their way, they should still be avoiding drawing attention to themselves. What's Jamjar playing at? He's drawing attention to himself again by a reaving early. Duncan Smith flinched at the glare known to addle the brain of anyone coming into direct contact with it. Suella had always had suspicions about the loyalty of Jamjar, leader of the Anglo-Saxon Puritan League. His stint in prison had failed as a recruitment plan to his outfit, but it had given him publicity that in the past had drawn attention away from herself as the president for life-in-waiting of the new United Kingdom of Braxonia. Not that she was sure yet about that provisional name, which was suggested by Duncan Smith. She hadn't given completely up on Suellerland, but that was a battle for the future. He was babbling now, trying to avoid her eye contact, the idiot. It's all in this message sent by Jamdar to his supporters. It says, make sure you're there on Friday. It's down to the British people to stand up for those who made the ultimate sacrifice for us. If we don't make a stand Friday, we may as well surrender to the mob. Don't let them win. Protect our memorials and statues. Honour the fallen. But Suella's face was contorted into a mask of some fearful avenging creature from the abyss. Friday? Did you say Friday? Friday, Duncan Smith agreed nervously. The king attends the ceremony on Remembrance Day. You baboon, you worthless disgrace to Eton, Santos and the guards. It's all on Saturday, not Friday. I get mixed up, he sobbed. I mixed up over Armistice Day and Remembrance Sunday. I couldn't work it all out. He was realising the post he yearned for as commander of the new London anti-walk squad was vanishing before his eyes. 
Zuella took the pointed toe of her elegant shoe off his neck where she had posted it and wiped away its smattering of Duncan Smith's tears onto his shaking shoulders, avoiding defiling the gold-fringed epaulettes. Catrisca put that apology for a million officer on the next plane leaving for Rwanda. We need to get the police in place for Operation Raging Bull. Get Milton Cheese on the line immediately. Remind him of his future zero prospects as head of Met if he misses his target of arrests of left-wing agitators and hate marchers. Check he knows the match is on Saturday, not Friday or Sunday. And confirm the press and the BBC of the agreed headline for tomorrow. Heroic patriots thwart evil plots to kidnap the king and defile the cenotaph. Cat's whisker acknowledged her instructions and sprang into action. There was still time to repair the damage caused by the disastrous Dunking Smith. Operation Bull could still be a success in sweeping her leader into power. The rest of the day passed in a frenzy of activity. Saturday morning dawned with the troops moving into position. Suella was back in the war room, monitoring the changes on the map as Dunking Smith now back, moved the little animals into place as they advanced on the cenotaph. Miriam Katzwisker was trying to show her something which Suella stashed from her hand to read later. Historians will doubtless point to the slight but important detail in the message that had been transmitted around the world and which was to turn her triumph into disaster. But before she could even read the note, her thoughts were interrupted by a sudden explosion of noise at the entrance to the war room. Police, put down your weapons! What? Who? Why? spluttered the confused Home Secretary. Don't you know who I am? I am responsible for policing in this country. Not any longer, you aren't. You are under arrest for impersonating a minister of the Crown, plotting against a series of Prime Ministers and sending a message mocking both His Majesty and the symbol honouring our glorious dead. She looked at the note that she'd taken from Katzwisker. Then she realised the fatal blow it had brought to all her dreams. Was it a mistake or maybe the result of sabotage by her enemies? It doesn't matter anymore. The message read, Heroic patriots thwart evil plot to kidnap the cenotaph and defile the king. The subhead read, The cenotaph is hiding in a secret location. Then the familiar voice of the Prime Minister broke into her dazed consciousness. You thought you could outwit us, Suella, but you overplayed your hand. This coded message shows your evil plan. I'm replacing you with David Cameroon, someone the nation can trust. He's going to help me run the country the way I want to. Thank you, Prime Minister, another familiar voice added. Suella, you can hand over the keys to the Home Office you won't be needing them where you are going. It's on a luxury liner, still floating where you left it. And then there's the trip to Rwanda to look after. He paused, smiling a little. Just the sort of place to write your memoirs, I'd say. I had to manage with a shed at the bottom of the garden. <laughs>